Welcome, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. This is Brother Jimmy Fortunato, and you're listening to a sermon from the Pilgrim Baptist Church in Tennessee. For more information about our church, please visit us on the web at pilgrimbaptist.church. 1 Timothy 1.5 Now, the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience, and of faith unfined, from which some, having swerved, have turned aside into vain jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. I think a lot of teachers, they want to teach the law, they want to command the law, but they either forget or they don't understand or they really haven't been taught. The law was given for the Jews to be able to have their own land governed. So the question I'm going to oppose to you this morning is why then are Christians taught to tithe when it was given for the nation? A lot of people teach that you're supposed to give 10% of their money to the church and that 10% of your money is your tithe that goes to the church. Again, this is taught through preachers who either don't understand, they desire to be teachers of the law, they understand neither what they say nor whether they affirm. For one, 10% of your money and 10% of my money isn't a tithe. <laughs> Not according to the Bible, and we're going to see that. We're going to see that. If I said to you, we should meet on Saturday because that's keeping the Sabbath, you would say to me, Brother Jimmy, that's Old Testament. That's what the Jews did. That's what the nation of Israel do. Christians traditionally meet on the first day of the week. And if I said... Here's a good one. Deuteronomy 22.8 is a good one. If I said, anybody building a house in this church must construct a battlement on their roof, you'd be like, I don't know where that's at in the Old Testament, but I know that that's for the Jews living in Israel in the Old Testament under the law. I couldn't condemn you for doing that because that's not for us. Is tithing for us? And is tithing 10% of our money we're going to answer those two questions this morning. Tithing has become a doctrine. I don't know everybody's motive, but it has been used as a doctrine to get more money out of God's people. And I don't believe we should use that as a doctrine to get more money it's the same reason why, why Christmas and Easter, everybody knows those are the big giving days. So we plan a big thing, why? Because people are going to give. As a church, I want us to strive to not see people as rich, to not see people as poor. We should see each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. The rich should fellowship with the poor. The poor should fellowship with the rich. And no one should get special treatment. The rich business person that comes in here, 
Not going to get special treatment from me. And the poor person, whatever you want to phrase it, isn't going to get neglected treatment from me. That's seeing people as rich or seeing people as poor. Well, I give a lot of money to the church. Well, great, but what you're saying isn't in the Bible. So do you want me to go with you and your money or the Bible? It's, you, you can't be sold out. You can't let people buy you out with money. Now, all right, if you're Italian, let's turn to the book of Malachi. That would be Malachi. And we'll go to chapter number one. And we're going to see in, in, in Malachi chapter number one, verse number one, the Bible says, the burden of the word of the Lord to Israel. Who is this book written to? Israel. Israel. So now let's turn over to Malachi chapter number 3. Written to Israel, Malachi chapter number 3, verse number 1. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But who may abide in the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. And I will come near to you. Judgment. And I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers and against the adulterers, and against false swearers, and against those that oppose the hireling and his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right, and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. For I am the Lord, and I change not. Even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from mine ordinances, and have not kept them return unto me and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said, wherein shall we return? Who is not honoring God here? Israel. Who is not keeping the audiences? Israel. Verse number eight. Will a man rob God? Ye have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? Look at this. In tithes and offerings. Who won't sacrifice? Israel. Who won't give offerings? Israel. Who, is gonna, who, who here is robbing God? The New Testament church? Israel. This is Israel. In what? In tithes? And in offerings. Verse number 9. You are cursed with a curse. Who's cursed? The nation. For ye have robbed me. Who robbed them? Even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes. Who's he speaking to? The nation. 
into the storehouse that there be meat, meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Who are we talking about? Israel. Is it the church? No. Who's disregarding God? Israel. Now, do we have a church nation of independent Baptist churches? We don't. The nation is Israel. This is not for churches. We see that they are robbing God. And I hate to point out the obvious, but in today's times we have to. What's brought into the storehouse? Meat. <laughs> Food. The tithe was never money. It was food. I believe in tithing. Anybody want to turn this place into a grocery store and we'll have a, a walk-in refrigerator? I mean, we'll make you want to deck the whole thing out. Somebody bring in their cattle and bring in some goats next week. The storehouse was for me, for the nation. Tithing is food. We're not a Kroger's. We're a New Testament church. Why? Why are they bringing food? So they can eat it. Who is bringing the food? The Jews. What is a tithe? Food. Food. You saw in here, where does it say? Verse number nine, ye are cursed. I might be chastened, you might be corrected, I might be rebuked, you might be warned, you and I can be instructed in different ways from different people, but there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. You and I cannot be cursed. And the blessings that we are seeing here are physical blessings. You see where it says where they can't receive it? Um, towards the end of uh, there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's physical stuff. That's physical blessings from God. He gives the crop. He gives the harvest. He gives the animals. We cannot be cursed. We cannot be condemned. Okay, let's see. Levi Tuckus. Levi Tuckus is a good man. Levi Tuckus 27. That's Leviticus 27, kids. Wake up. Leviticus 27. Let's find out what we're talking about. Leviticus 27, verse number 26. Only the firstling of the beasts, which should be the Lord's firstling, 
No man shall sanctify it, whether it be ox or sheep, it is the Lord's. And if it be of an unclean beast, then he shall redeem it according to thine estimation and shall add a fifth part of it thereto. Or if it be not redeemed, then it shall be sold according to thy estimation, notwithstanding no devoted thing that a man shall devote unto the Lord of all that he hath, both of man and beast, and of the field of his possession, shall be sold or redeemed. Every devoted thing is most holy unto the Lord. None devoted, which shall be devoted of men, shall be redeemed, but shall surely be put to death. And all the tithe of the land, whether of money, no, it doesn't say that. Whether of the seed of the land or of the cash of the tree. It doesn't say that. Or of the fruit of the tree. It's food. It is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. Tithing. The, the new agrarian lifestyle. <laughs> it's food. Tenths, or uh, the tenth of the product of the lamb of the land is the tithe. After the first fruits have been deducted, this is the is this is Israelites were bound to give for the support of the ministers of religion, which is the Levites. That's the tithe. It's the tenth of the product of the land. How did we get to 10% of your income? And then how do we get from, well, does that mean gross or does that mean net? How did we get there? It's the New Testament church wanting to be Israel. We are not called to tithe. This all right, let's go verse 31. And if a man will at all redeem aught of his tithes, and if a man will at all redeem aught of his tithes, he shall add thereto the fifth part of it. If you don't want to bring ten, a tenth of your food, you can sell that food, and then you have to add a fifth. What's a fifth? 20%. Now we're at the 30%. It's added on top of that. Who was this for? The Levitical priests. Why? They needed to be able to be provided for. They needed to be able to eat. They couldn't buy and sell at the local farmer's market. So the nation as a whole did that so that that Levitical priest order could minister so that they can eat and so that they were provided for. Verse number 32, the Bible says, and concerning the tithe of the herd or of the flock, even of whatsoever passeth under the rod, the tenth shall be holy unto the Lord. He shall not search whether it be good or bad, neither shall he change it. And if he change it at all, then both it and the change shall there 
of shall be holy and it shall not be redeemed. These are the commandments which the Lord commanded Moses for the children of Israel in Mount Sinai. You know what God says here? Don't, start, don't pick out the good and the bad because none of it's going to be holy to me. And he's speaking to Moses for the nation of Israel. Why would we want to do that as a principle anyway? God gives us all things. Why would we want to sort out the good and the bad and give God the bad like we're actually given to him out of a pure heart? Whether it's a tithe or you're given, God says, don't do that. Don't do that. None of that's right. A last commandment given in Leviticus, the tithe. And the last principle he gives the nation here in Leviticus is, don't be stingy with your stuff. All right? We can glean from these principles. It's just that we're not bringing meat into the storehouse here. Let's not be stingy with what we give to the Lord. Who is this tithe given to? Numbers 18. It was given to... Levites. Numbers chapter 18, verse number 2. And thy brethren, also of the tribe of Levi, the tribe of thy father, bring thou with thee, that they may be joined unto thee, and minister unto thee. But thou and thy sons with thee shall minister before the tabernacle of witness. Why was the tithe brought for them so that they can minister? They can keep charge of the tabernacle. Verse number three and four. And they shall keep thy charge and thy charge of all the tabernacle. Only they shall not come nigh the vessels of the sanctuary and the altar that neither they nor ye also die. Verse number four, and they shall be joined unto thee and keep charge of the tabernacle of the congregation for all the service of the tabernacle and a stranger shall not come nigh unto you. What are they doing? They're ministering. Keep in charge of the tabernacle. Keep in charge of the sanctuary. Keep in charge of the altar. Verse number six. Why are the Levites given to them? And I behold, I have taken your brethren, the Levites, from among the children of Israel to you, who's that? The nation. They are given as a gift for the Lord. Watch it. To do the service of the tabernacle and of the congregation. What are they doing? They're ministering. They're serving. They don't have time to grow crops. They don't have time to buy and sell. That is how the nation takes care of them. That is how God ordered it and structured it. 10% so that they can be fed and provided for. Verse number 7. Look at this. All the way down to verse number 19. That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of offerings. 
heave offerings. They got to get oil. They got to get wine. They got to get wheat. They got to get ripe stuff. They got to get cows. They got to get sheep. They got to get goats. They got to make a heave offering. It's all this stuff they got to do. Verse number 20. Look at it. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, Thou shalt have no inheritance in their land. The Levites have no land. If they have no land, they can't grow crops. They can't grow vegetables. They can't raise meat goats. Neither shalt thou have any part among them. I am thy part and thine inheritance among the children of Israel. Verse 21, And behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tenth in Israel for an inheritance for their service, which they serve, even the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. The tenth goes to the children of Levi. The tithe is used to feed the Levites. We, none of us wants to tithe. One, we're not going to have any money. We're going to have food. And I don't want to be 400 pounds by the end of the two years. <laughs> Number two, it can't go, it's not going anywhere else. It can't go to outreach. It can't go to gospel tracts. It can't go to um, getting an online presence to, to get the word out. It can't go to boosting Facebook posts on. It can't go to Sunday school materials. It can't, it's all going to have to be food and it's all going to have to go to me <laughs> or the preacher or the pat. It's not for us. It's for the nation. And it was food so the Levites could minister and serve and all that stuff that they had to do. How did that get into the church? The same way everything else gets into the church. People want money. People want to be provided for. People have a good idea. They don't have a bad intention. It just goes south and it turns into... Alright, next verse. 22. Neither must the children of Israel henceforth come nigh the tabernacle of the congregation. Guess what? You're not a Levite. You're not doing nothing. Lest they bear sin and die. Do you want that? Do I want that? No. You know why? Because we're a New Testament church. That means we all get to serve. Praise God. I don't have to do everything. We all get to serve. Somebody gets to serve playing the piano. Somebody gets to serve leading the music. Somebody gets to serve teaching the Sunday school. Somebody gets to serve helping clean up. Somebody gets to serve passing the hymnals out. Some of us get to serve passing tracks out. Everybody plays a part. That's the difference. 
and lest they bear sin and die. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, that guy didn't serve. Get ready, buddy. God's striking you down, man. No. We're a New Testament church. We're not Israel. Verse number, okay, but the Levites shall do the service of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they shall bear their iniquity, and it shall be a statute forever throughout your generation that among the children of Israel they have no inheritance. But the tithes of the children of Israel, which they offer as a heave offering unto the Lord, I have given to the Levites to inherit. Therefore, I have said unto them among the children of Israel, they shall have no inheritance. Verse number 25. Why is this important? Well, because some preachers will go as far as to preach yeah, I'm the preacher, so I don't have to tithe. <laughs> they teach tithing, but it's for you guys. <laughs> Verse 25. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Thus speak unto the Levites, and say unto them, When ye take of the children of Israel the tithes, which I have given you from them for, their, for your inheritance, then ye shall offer up an heave offering of it for the Lord, even a tenth part of the tithe. So some of the preachers that get real hard on this, you're going to tithe or die, will use this verse to say, yeah, that, that, that's for... Uh, they won't use this verse when it comes to them having to tithe. So they don't even believe it the way they preach it, half of them. So, it's Old Testament law. But you know what these guys do? 10% of it is burned up on the altar. They receive the tithe. They offer 10% of it right back to, to God. You know why the nation did this? You know why the Levitical priesthood, even though they received the tithe that was for them, God provided it for them, 10% right back to the Lord. God meant so much to them. And how much does God really mean to, to, to us as a New Testament church worldwide, nationwide? Statewide, townwide, local church, churchwide. God meant so much. Why should we give? Because God means so much to us. Not because we're commanded to give 10%. It was a law given to the nation. It has nothing to do with us as a church. Doesn't make sense. Verse 27. And this, your heave offering, shall be reckoned unto you as though it were the corn of the threshing floor and as the fullness of the winepress. This is how God works. The Levites, they didn't have 10% to give to God. It was given to them. And then they offered 10% of what was given to them to the Lord. And you know what the Lord says? It's as if you gave it. Ladies, your husband works 40, 50, 60 hours a week. He earns the money. If you give, ladies, the New Testament principle is God counts it as if it is your money, as if you gave it. Families give the same way. Whatever you can give to the Lord, 
God reckons it as you're offering it up to Him because it's a heart issue. It's not about who earned it. Yeah, I work 50 hours a week, so I give, but you don't because you don't work. Well, what's that? That's a proud heart. That's a legalistic heart. It's not New Testament Christianity. But you see, God, what He did, those Levites take 10%, give to God. He counts it as if it was theirs to give. That's our God. This is a strange one. Let's get Deuteronomy chapter 14. Deuteronomy 14. Let's dig around in here. This is a strangey verse. Ye shall not eat of anything that dieth of itself. Thou shalt give it unto the stranger that is in thy gates, that he may eat of it. Or thou mayest sell it unto an alien, for thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not see the kid in his mother's milk. That's a loaded verse that has a lot of strange stuff in it. If it dies on itself, none of you fellas eat it. Go give it to some Gentile. Go give it to someone who's not part of the nation. Give it to a Gentile. You know? You see, the goat just dies, falls down and dies of itself. Go give it to the neighbor who's not saved. You know, let him eat it. Don't bring it to me. I don't, I don't know why God has that in there. But And then who would do this? To see this to boil. Who would take the kid? Who would boil it in, the, in its mother's milk? Weird. Weird. Strange stuff. God don't want that either. Don't, don't. Don't boil a kid in, the, in its mother's milk. God says, that. I don't know what you're thinking. But look at, verse, look at verse 22. The next verse says, Thou shalt truly tithe all the increase of thy seed. No money is mentioned that the field bringeth forth year by year. Verse 23, And thou shalt eat before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose to place his name there. The tithe of thy corn, of thy wine, and of thy oil, and of the firstling of thy herds, and of thy flocks, there is no money mentioned here at all, that thou mayest learn to fear the Lord thy God always. Why are they tithing? So they can learn to fear the Lord. What's the New Testament principle? Can't we all learn to fear the Lord a little bit more? But to say that we need to tithe would be taking it into, now you think you're Israel, and we're not. Alright. Let's get the money. Verse 24. And if the way be too long for thee, so that thou art not able to carry it, or if the place be too far from thee, which the Lord thy God shall choose to set his name there, when the Lord thy God hath blessed thee, then shalt thou turn it into money and bind up the money in thine hand and shall go unto the place which the Lord thy God shall choose. And thou shalt bestow that money for whatsoever thy soul lusteth after, for oxen or for sheep, or for wine or for strong drink, or for whatsoever thy soul desireth. And thou shalt eat there before the Lord thy God 
and thou shalt rejoice thou and thine household. So more strangey passages, but it's too far to go. The food's going to get bad. God says, go and sell it. And then you can eat. But don't forget, you still got to take care of the Levites and bring back some stuff for them to eat as well. Journey's too far, journey's too long. Go ahead and sell it. Verse number 28. This will be good to have as a, if we're really going to follow the law, we should do this in two and a half years. And the end of three years, thou shalt bring forth all the tithe of thine increase the same year and shall lay it up within thy gates. And the Levite, because he hath no part nor inheritance with thee, and the stranger and the fatherless and the widow, which are all within the gates, shall come and shall eat and be satisfied that the Lord thy God may bless thee in all the work of thine, of thine hand, which thou doest. We you know, promote that, you know, bring your tie every three years and who, who's really going to come to that? But that's what they did. That's what they did. The first time the tithe shows up. Let's go there, guys. Genesis chapter 14. Genesis chapter 14, first time I've found it shows up in the Bible. Let's start reading at verse number 14. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. And he divided them himself against them. He and his servants by night and smote them and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also and thy people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chedorlaomer, and the kings that were with him at the valley of Sheva, which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, went, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the most high God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies unto thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Mel, the priest of the Most High God, was he guilted? Did they twist his arm? Did they force him? No. Melchizedek just wanted to give. <laughs> There's no forcing, no guilting, no commanding, no requiring, no arm twisting, no nothing. It's just an account of a guy who wanted to give. Imagine that. For us, there's no law. For us, there's no requirement. What if we just want to give to God because we're just grateful that He's God and He's provided for us? Can't we just do that? <laughs> I mean... Alright, let's get Nehemiah 10.
Nehemiah chapter 10, verse number 36. Also the firstborn of our sons and of our cattle, as it is written in the law, and the firstlings of our herds and of our flocks, to bring to the house of our God unto the priests that minister in the house of our God. Verse 37. And that we should bring the first fruits of our dough and our offerings and the fruit of all manner of trees and of wine and of oil under the priest to the chambers of the house of our God. And here it is. And the tithes of our ground under the Levites. That the same Levites might have the tithes in all the city of our tillage. And the priest, the son of Aaron, shall be with the Levites. When the Levites take tithes and the Levites shall bring up the tithe of the tithes under the house of our God to the chambers unto the treasure house. If something is important, if something is valuable to us, we're not going to forsake it. Boys and girls, do you have a favorite toy? It's valuable to you. It's important to you. You're not going to forsake it. Giving to the Lord, offering service to the Lord, if it's important to you and valuable to you, you won't forsake it. All right, let's get to the New Testament. And here's the question. We'll finish up in 2 Corinthians and 1 Corinthians. We're going to run a few verses. The question is, what have you... And what have I, what have we purposed in our own hearts? In our own hearts. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Okay. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 6. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. What are you sowing? Verse 7. Every man, according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Okay. Is this Old Testament Jewish law for the nation of Israel? This is for New Testament church people. But who is this between? The preacher and the congregation? Is it between the church and the people? It's between you and God. It's between you and God. It's between me and God. Everybody see that? It's not something that's forced. It's not something that's required. Now look, verse number 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, He hath dispersed abroad, He hath given to the poor, His righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth 
through us thanksgiving to God. Isn't thanksgiving to God just so much better and easier than some preacher trying to scare you into putting money in a plate when he passes it by? Everybody see that? This is a God thing that goes like this. It's not like this. Somebody from a pulpit trying to get money out of you. And what did we first read? What, what abounds? All grace. It's so much better. You know why? Nobody should be scared into giving. But nobody should be scared to give because God says, look, I'm going to make it so you don't even miss it because my grace abounds. That's New Testament Christianity and that's God. All right, verse number 12, the Bible says, for the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgiving unto God. First, what is it called? For the administration of this what? Service. I can serve God by teaching his word. I can serve God by giving. It's a way to serve God. You can serve God by playing the piano. You can serve God by conducting music. You can serve God by teaching Sunday school. You can serve by God by vacuuming, cleaning the bathrooms. You can serve God by helping donate things to the church. You can serve God by witnessing and passing out tracts. You can serve God by ministering to a little one or helping someone that needs help. And we can also serve God by giving. It's a way of service to God. And also, that's the reason why a New Testament church must make a way for God's people to give. It doesn't have to be an offering box. It doesn't have to be a plate. It doesn't have to be a basket with a long handle that you know we used to do in the Roman Catholic Church. It was probably like a 20-foot handle, weaved, and it was a basket about this big. And it covered just about the whole pew. I mean, they're only about 16 foot to a pew, so that basket gets passed, and you know, if it's, if it's the old guy that looks around, there's you know, people would be all up in their chest and all, and that was how that's what I was brought up with. And each week, you know, you had an envelope. You know, and, and you had to give something, and I get, I get the point. The Bible doesn't make any type of instruction on exactly how you need to take off an offering. He just wants you to do it because if you don't, you're not allowing God's people a way to serve Him. Doesn't matter if you have a swiper, you know, square, the square card, whatever. God just wants you to make a way for people to give. That's what we want to do. It doesn't matter how, but you want to make a way. Why do we have an offering box in the back? Personally, a personal conviction, not because it's the biblical way to do it. I want to take away any objection that people have because I know people walk around and say, you know what? All that preacher wants is my money. 
And how can they not when all the junk's been happening with all this guilting and all this, let's send it around again, boys. <laughs> so let's just take that away and it's, it's there. If someone wants to give, they can give. If they don't want to give, I don't want them to give because we put something in front of them and now we make them feel like they have to. You know, because if the plate passes you, you feel like you have to put something in there. The joke on the dollar bill, you know, the twenty, the $20 says to the, to the, to the $1, you know, what have you been up to? And the $1 bill says offering plates. Just offering plates after offering plates. Yeah, you feel guilty. So somebody did take out the one, drop it in there. They're not giving because they want to give. They're just giving because something's in front of them and they don't want the guy next to them thinking that they don't give. Why not just take that all away and just let people deal with God? <laughs> Let's just think it's simpler. It's simpler. All right. Let's get off that. Number 13. I don't want to give. Wiles by the experiment of this ministration. You talk to somebody, just try it as an experiment. <laughs> just experiment with it. They glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. Not everybody is called to plant a church. Not everybody's called to go to a foreign field. But... All of our giving helps the cause of Christ, helps the gospel go out, and it advances the gospel. It shows our subjection to that. All right, let's wrap up. We'll go to 1 Corinthians 16. And we will wrap up. Kids, if you're awake, say, I'm awake. I'm awake. Amen, amen. If you hear something you like, and if it agrees with the Bible, you can say, Amen. All right, verse 16, or chapter 16 of 1 Corinthians, verse 1. Now, who's he talking to? Old Testament Israel or the church? Now, that's right, the church. This is the order for the New Testament churches. Now, concerning the collection for the saints. We're not Israel. Israel isn't us. For the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Verse number two, upon the first day of the week. When? The first day of the week. Let every one of you, who should, who is it for? Every one of us. Lay by him in store as God hath prospered him that there be no gatherings when I come. Where's the storehouse now? All, it's everywhere. All churches, all New Testament churches, all Christians everywhere. There's no storehouse to bring food and meat to. Look what it says. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God hath prospered him personally you, that there be no gatherings when I come. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
what happens if I don't give? Is Am I going to get swallowed up or is... Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> Nothing at all is going to happen to you. You're just going to miss out on the blessing in the service of God. That's it. There's no reason to scare people. Nothing is going to happen. We're not going to send beg letters out. <laughs> you know, with the kids looking, you know, we'll put them in their worst clothes and send them out and no shoes and, you know, the wife's half in tears and, you know, the puppy dog look and, you know, we need money. Cause, well, go get a job and work. I don't know what to tell you. What? Why beg for money? Just teach the Bible. Show people what it says. Don't try to scare them or guilt them. And or you give them a prosperity gospel that says if you got if you give, God's going to bless you. Well, no, that was the nation, and when they gave a cattle, God made sure that they had a cattle to give. That was physical blessings for the nation. Why are you giving to get blessed? Why don't you just give because you're blessed? <laughs> That's New Testament Christianity. So, to wrap up, no arm twisting. No taking out the rich guy that comes to church. Everybody found out that he's, you know, he's the local millionaire. Because we want to kind of coax him into being in our club, you know, like. And no neglecting the person that comes in as a college student because we know that they're broke. And well, we don't need to spend time with him because he don't give anyway. None of that junk. None of that junk. No twisting somebody's arm in the lobby because none of that. Just love God. Recognize that he's blessed you. And then just purpose in your heart and work it out with God. <laughs> that's what I do. I think that's what the Bible teaches us to do. That's what I think we should do as a church. It's a happy note. See, money's easy to talk about. All right, let's bow and thank the Lord for all he's done for us. Thanks, Lord, for everything you've given to us. Thanks for blessing us so abundantly. Thanks that we have a building to meet at. Thanks that we can fellowship, Lord, with your people. And it's, it's a privilege and honor to be able to teach and preach your word. Thank you for it, Lord. We ask you to bless our time of fellowship afterwards. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks a bunch for listening. For more information about Pilgrim Baptist Church, be sure to visit us online at pilgrimbaptist.church, where you can also send me a personal message or learn more about joining us for a church service. And remember, Christ is all.